Hey everybody, welcome to Ask Me Anything. I am Matt Love. I am here with Pastor J.D. Greer. And today we have a, a question that's really good just for the particular moment that we're in, um, talking about the season of Lent. And, and the question is, should evangelicals participate in Lent? So J.D., what do you think? So this one's going to be one of the classic yes and no and it's up to you kind of answers. Uh, first of all, if you're not familiar, Lent is the practice that some denominations, particularly Catholic and some of the um, even more mainline denominations, they have of setting aside the 40 days leading up to Easter. Actually, technically it ends on Holy Thursday, the Thursday before Easter. They set that aside to devote themselves to prayer and fasting. Uh, traditionally, Lent started on Ash Wednesday, where participants signified the start of Lent by drawing the cross on their foreheads with ashes, the symbol of repentance. People typically fast from something during that time. They'll say, I gave up blank for Lent. I have one of my snarky evangelical friends who says I gave up formalistic, ritualistic um, self-righteousness for Lent. Um, that's probably unfair, but you know, it's just you giving up something that you're, you're doing without. Um, so should a, an evangelical who's not a Catholic, I mean, part of the, part of the, the resistance to this is there is a certain stream um, that teaches that these rituals are, they basically earn merit with God, that they make you closer to God and and only by doing these are you you're filling yourself with grace. It's a sacramental approach where actually um, participating in these rituals of the church fills you with grace. And they say, well, you know, our our righteousness has been gifted to us by Christ. There's nothing we can do to add to it. Um, this is not directly commanded in the Bible. And so, you know, why would I, I do this? That's that's kind of the the, the counter to it. Um, what I want to say is, um, you know, there is a value in attaching yourself to a historic Christian calendar. Um, many Christians have approached this in the right spirit for many years, and they've, I mean, I'm all for having more time to set aside for prayer and fasting, and if doing that with the global church is is helpful, I think that's that's great. I mean, you know, I don't think there's anybody, certainly not me, looks around and says, we've got too much prayer and fasting going on around here. Um, you know, having said that, our, our church actually doesn't do it. We do a 21 days of prayer and fasting, and that's not our way of like sticking it to the global church. Um, we, we've thought that um, there's sometimes is a value in new wineskins instead of, you know, like Jesus said, put new wine into new wineskins. Um, for some people, they so associate the Lent calendar, the Lenten calendar with a, a more kind of formalistic and even works righteousness that we've just found it helpful to say, let's just kind of set our own parameters that we're doing for this. Since it's not directly prescribed in the Bible, let's you know, do 21 days for prayer and fasting. And during that time, we encourage our people to you know, spend several days, some, for some people, maybe even the whole 21 days fasting from food um, and, and also to really use that time to, to zero in on hearing from the Lord and getting yourself in a posture um, of repentance um, to be able to hear His voice. Sometimes people, um, when they fast, they don't really know what it is they're doing. I've found that especially true with people when they're observing Lent. They think it just somehow is like makes God more disposed to listen to them. Oh, look, they're hungry. Now they deserve my attention. But again, the gospel would say, no, I mean, God's attention toward you, his love is not conditioned on, on how hungry you are. That really fasting is more about putting yourself in a position to hear from him. It's less about getting you in a position that he likes you and more about a position, is my heart really attuned? Am I not being controlled by the passions of the flesh in a way that I can, I can I can hone in on what God is saying above the passions of my flesh? Do I desire to hear from God more than I desire any the fulfillment of any um, earthly urge? 
Um, and so, you know, f- for that reason, we've said these these 21 days are a time we're really going to focus on that. It's important not just to, you know, fast from candy or give up something for Lynn as much as it is to feel physical hunger pangs during a season like this, because it's those hunger pangs that are are actually doing in your heart what God most intends out of fasting. There's not a lot of examples in the Bible um, of fasting the way that people give up something for Lent. It's like they, um, and there are a few sprinkled in there, but the main focus of fasting is I'm depriving my body of a, of a base, a, a primal thing so that I can hear from um, the voice of God. So again, if it, if it works for you to do Lent, if that's something good with the church and you can kind of separate it to its, its real purposes, a posture, a season of repentance and depriving yourself of some things so that you can hear the voice of God, great. If some of the old wineskins, it's more helpful to to create sort of a, a calendar all your own like our church does, well, there's advantages to that too. Um, should Christians participate in a works righteousness-based Lent? Absolutely not. Should they feel free to join with other Christians in a season of fasting and prayer? And Yeah, absolutely. But you just got to make sure that you've got the right motives, the right goals in it for the right reasons, and that you don't confuse man-made traditions with the commands of God. That was a big thing in the New Testament. You conflate the two, the traditions of man and the commandments of God. Make sure we are clear on the commandment of God is that we pray and fast often and we seek the Lord. But the exact form of that, the calendar of that isn't prescribed. And I think Christians in different cultures at different times are free to to find what what works best in, in their community. All right, Pastor J.D., thank you so much. Um, again, good good way to process. I mean, all, all these things, these rhythms that are in kind of the historical church calendar, it's always interesting to think about what does that, how does that fit into our lives? So I appreciate your your thoughts there. If you want more from Pastor J.D. Greer, we encourage you to follow him on social media. Go to jdgreer.com. And also, uh, if you like the podcast, I know I say this a lot, but if you like the podcast, you should definitely leave a review or a rating. Helps other people find the podcast. And if you like it, chances are others will like it as well. Um, and maybe some people will hear some of these questions that are exploring or, or trying to understand Christianity at a deeper level. So we would encourage you to leave a review, leave a rating, so more people can listen to the podcast. And we'll see you next time on Ask Me Anything.